Hello and welcome to the Curious Choice Leader podcast. I'm your host, Becca Prado, and it's time to step into your leadership one curious choice at a time. This show is dedicated to helping experts like you become the leader you want to be, to create working worlds that work for you, your business and everyone connected with it, whether it's your own business or someone else's. When things go wrong at work, maybe the team messes something up, or someone in the team is being disruptive and not performing, I've seen many leaders start to question their own ability. And that can be a good thing. We are accountable for our teams and their performance, and we should always be looking for the lessons so we can improve. But sometimes this questioning goes too far, and it becomes an episode of imposter complex. And that's not the only common time for imposter complex to strike. And it's not the only common time for imposter complex to strike. When we're asked to step up and lead a big piece of work, when that big opportunity appears, one of the things that can stop people grabbing it and start them questioning their own ability is imposter complex. And interestingly, when we start a new job or we've taken on a big project, a few months in, most leaders and managers will have a wobble, wonder what on earth made them say they'd take the role and if they're capable of delivering it. Thank you, imposter complex. And then in a year where we've been dealing with rolling waves of change, almost all of us have been experiencing that wobble and wondering if we're capable of doing what we need to do to lead our teams. Imposter complex loves certainty and tries to protect us from change. So it's been having a ball this year. When we do experience imposter complex, and there's a very high chance you will at some point, it won't feel like it initially, but I believe it's a really good thing. So, are you ready to get curious about imposter complex and make some choices about how to make the most of it when it strikes? Imposter complex can be a mischievous and very determined thing. We all hear those nagging internal voices of self-doubt and fear sometimes, and when we're experiencing imposter complex, they both start shouting so loud that it can be really hard to hear any of your other thoughts. Imposter complex is when those voices convince our brains that we're a fraud, and we're about to get found out, and we're going to be found out fast. When you're experiencing an episode of imposter complex, you doubt your own abilities despite all the external proof that you are capable. After all, at that point, you reason, that's just another opportunity to get caught out, further to fall and more people to fall in front of. So what if I tell you that experiencing imposter complex is a good thing, and that it's something that can help make you a great leader? Well, you may be wondering how on earth something that makes you feel that bad about yourself can be a good thing. So let me explain. Firstly, imposter complex only happens when something matters to you. So it shows that you care about what you're doing. And that has to be a great thing. More than that, it helps us stay curious and stay open to new information. And without that, we're never going to be great at what we do, be able to come up with new and better solutions or to adapt to our surroundings. All skills that we always need as leaders and which this past year has reminded us are critical in all areas of our work. It all comes down to how we respond when it strikes. Are we going to avoid and abdicate and become a victim of it, letting us control what we do or don't do? Or are we going to get curious, inquisitive and learn what we can from it and use that opportunity for growth as a leader that imposter complex has hidden within it? All the great leaders I know and all the ones I've had the privilege of working with have at times experienced self-doubt, that awareness that they may not know everything they need to know about their specialism, their situation or their skills. Take, for example, one senior leader I worked with who was putting together a big global conference 
He was a really great communicator in these situations in my experience, but he was really clear that he didn't necessarily know everything he needed to know and he was open to more information as part of him managing his nerves and his fear around being in that kind of situation. So he made sure that he had as much practice time as everybody else and as much input from other people around his presentation. And it wasn't just about him being humble. It's not about being humble. It's genuinely understanding that there's always more to learn, more to discover, and more to do to be the best we can be. That curiosity and that thirst for knowledge, when coupled with a realistic assessment of where we are, being conscious of our incompetences, is the springboard that keeps us moving forwards. The trick here is not to lose sight of our competencies, all the things we do know, all the things we are good at, when we're looking at all the things that we don't. When we do lose sight of those, we can become tethered by the strong bind of imposter syndrome. If we think about the things that we do know in this kind of situation, we can use those as a building block to show us what else we need to get curious about and what else we need to learn about. I find it helpful to think of imposter complex as an annoying friend, one who speaks up when I don't need them to, but who may have spotted something important. You know, the one who gives you some feedback that you don't want to hear, but when you think about it, there is some truth in there. To remind me that I don't have to believe everything this particular friend says, I've given them a silly voice. It's much harder to just accept what they're saying when they talk like Donald Duck. By making friends with imposter complex, it's helped me to realise that it's motivated by a desire to protect us. By stopping us from doing something, it protects us from failure. After all, if you don't do something, you can't fail at it. By getting us to question what we know, it reminds us that there are things that we don't yet know and those things might be important. And by making us feel isolated, it protects us from other people telling us we've failed or that we're wrong. Now, while there's a logic to that, it's not a logic that's going to allow us to become a great or even an effective leader. So we need to learn to manage this friend constructively. So how can we do that? Well, the first step is to recognise that when imposter complex shows up, there's an opportunity to pause, reflect and see what it's there to show you. Once you've worked that out, you can make some choices about incorporating what you found or not incorporating it. So, get curious and ask yourself what's behind this episode of Imposter Complex? What's causing you to feel that way? And what's this feedback trying to tell you? It's also worth questioning the validity of what this so-called friend is telling you. Is their opinion based on the facts? Or does the bulk of evidence in fact point to your competence in this area? What lessons can you learn from what it's telling you? Then, remembering that our imposter complex friend is trying to protect us from failure by stopping us taking action, we need to find a way to do the opposite and take some action. If imposter complex has shown up around a big project or a new job, what are the first actions that we can take to move us in the right direction? Breaking things down into smaller, more actionable steps and taking them one at a time can help you make great progress and build your confidence while quietening that nagging, overprotective friend. In the same way that imposter complex is trying to protect us by keeping us safe when we're not taking action, another of its motivations is to isolate us so that we don't fail in front of others. What if you turned this around too and actively spent time around others who would support you and who may be going through the same thing? We have so many things leaving us feeling isolated at the moment. Let's not let imposter complex be another. As a leader, as someone who's building something, it's always okay to ask for help and to ask people for their perspectives on something. Being curious about other people's views also means you can collaborate effectively and grow together and not feel so isolated. 
as a leader, fostering these ways of collaborating are part of how you build relationships and your team's performance. The other thing that our imposter complex friend is keen to do is to show us how little we know and how much we still have to learn. And being open to more learning, new ideas and different ways of thinking is brilliant. But we need a way to make sure that we don't lose sight of the things that we do do well already, of the evidence that is for our competence and of the difference that we make. One powerful way of doing this is to keep a book of wins, a journal of your accomplishments and positive feedback that you can look back over whenever you need that reminder. It can be an actual book or a folder on your computer or in the cloud, whatever works best for you. The very act of collecting these things will help reinforce them in your mind. So when you need a boost, a quick look at your book of wins will make a big difference. The other thing you can do when you're experiencing imposter complex is to get some coaching and an external perspective from someone who'll help you explore these themes for yourself. You probably want to avoid coaches who'll focus on how they solved it for themselves or give you their own special system for building confidence if it's imposter complex. And actually, probably even for more general confidence issues, you already have the answers in you and you need a coach to help you piece that together and work out what's going to work for you. So make sure you get curious about what you need before looking for and paying for coaching. Find out about any coaches who you're considering working with and check they're not going to work with you in such a way that you become reliant on them for your future confidence. That's not going to help you in the long term. I've worked with people who are feeling very vulnerable about their leadership thanks to imposter complex and who jumped at the first coach they found, who promised them confidence, maybe bulletproof confidence, and who at best got nothing from the experience and at worst were made to feel terrible about themselves and whose healthy level of imposter complex became a long-term issue that impacted all areas of their lives. So please choose your coach wisely. And in case you're wondering about these people, it's okay. It took a few sessions, but they're now back on track. To give you an example, This episode will have given you some insights on how I work when somebody comes to me with imposter complex, the kind of general areas we'll explore. Often, we can get to the heart of the issue fast, and people leave just a short one, maybe two-hour session, feeling ready to make a difference with an action list and wondering why they were so worried in the first place. When the issues are more deep-seated or more complex, it may take a couple of extra sessions, and I always suggest a follow-up session towards the end of the person's action plan so they can capture what they've learned about managing this awkward friend and these nagging voices of doubt, and they're ready for the next time they decide to show up. If, having listened to this episode, you want to get more curious about imposter complex itself, I can highly recommend checking out Tanya Geisler's work. I had the pleasure of chatting with her and found her insights and ideas really helpful. She talks and writes about imposter complex at tanyageisler.com. So, in this episode... We've looked at what imposter complex is, how it can strike any of us at any time, and how we have a choice to make about how we respond. Are we going to let it keep us where we are, become victims, or use it as a friendly reminder that there's something we need to get curious about, a chance to explore and understand ourselves and our situation better, and a chance to make better choices as we lead our way through the circumstances we find ourselves in? We've looked at how treating imposter complex as a difficult team member or friend who cares but always sees the worst in a situation. We can find ways of managing it and using it to help us think more deeply and to learn and grow for our future. As ever, the things I share in this podcast are based on my experience of over 30 years of leading change and working with leaders who are making changes happen. Some of it is going to be more relevant to you than other bits and it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with the information. 
My hope is that you'll find something you can take and apply, but that's up to you. And that's exactly what being a curious choice leader is all about. Getting curious, building your understanding, and then making some choices about what's best for you, your team, and your business. So the question I'd like to leave you with is, what is your imposter complex trying to tell you? If you found this episode useful and thought-provoking, I would love it if you would subscribe and share it with others who you think would find it useful too. It would also be brilliant if you could leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to know more about implementing these ideas, please get in touch and let's talk about how you can become an even better leader and leader of change, one curious choice at a time. Visit thecuriouschoiceleader.com where you'll also find a full transcript of this and our previous episodes. Thank you so much for listening and until the next time, stay curious and I look forward to talking with you again soon.